Hello, welcome to Free Will, Science and Religion. I'm Chandler Klebs, and I'm here with Jamie Soden, George Ortega, and WSD Time, or Will, whichever. I don't know what he wants me to call him. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, yeah, in this episode, we're going to talk about belief in an afterlife. What is, the, is an afterlife possible? What causes people to believe an afterlife is possible? And how do, does the belief about free will relate to it? <laughs> um, I have something I could say about that, or do you? What do you guys want to start? No, start us off, Chandler. Absolutely. Okay, I'll start us off by saying that first of all, um, almost like I've looked into beliefs in an afterlife. You know, there's Christianity, there's heaven or hell, but that that's based on free will belief. That basically you choose by either certain actions or by believing certain things, which you also don't choose what you believe. So either way, you, you aren't in control of what afterlife you get. But, you know, those are the common things. And the Christian apologists say that you use your free will and you choose to go to hell because you chose to reject Jesus and, you know, stuff like that. Unless they're Calvinists, in which case they say, well, God predetermines it and you have no say in the matter, which is, which is really really messed up in its own way but there's other afterlife theories and i know that jamie soden will be interested in this but see reincarnation is another afterlife belief that you know hindus buddhists and jainists and some of these people seem to believe in that after you die you're reborn into some other life and you might be a different species or something you know, and I always found that view cool. For a while, I found it cool. Like, hey, maybe I'll be reincarnated into a bird, but how do I know I won't be reincarnated into a cockroach? And once again, what determines which afterlife you end up in? And once again, the free will belief shows up because it's supposedly it you are rewarded or punished by karma. For your good or bad actions, that carries over to your next life. And so every bad thing you do, you will be punished for. Every good thing you do, you'll be rewarded for. So what happens is, is people, it makes, and now it's very effective at, at changing people's behavior. And you will find that people who follow, who have that belief, it's true that often because they, they believe that they will be rewarded or punished. That does have an effect and it does make them extremely moral in certain ways. Of course, it can be twisted wrong, but um, that's still based on a false belief of free will. Um, and, it, it's just, and it's really weird, but um, per, perhaps the one thing is, I'm like, I'll just say for right now, I don't believe an afterlife is a possible thing, and we might get into why about that. But more importantly, I realize it's not up to me what next life I would end up in any more than it was up to me that I ended up in this life. Sounds good. Um, okay, so let, let's explore then. Um, you know whether you know what would what would be the reasoning, not the belief, because like you know we want to try to like reason this out. What might be the reasoning that would provide some kind of an evidence for, for an afterlife? And I think the closest that I can come to this is there's a couple of things. 
One is that, like, you know, according to, like, our science, like, the, the universe at the time of the Big Bang was about the size of an atom or, you know, very, very small, right? Yeah. And, and so, basically, you know, we are part, you know, in other words, we were, we were part of what the universe was at that point. In other words, you know, and so, like, so from a certain perspective... You know, so the universe got expanded and expanded, and now we're this teeny, teeny part of it, but but we're still a part of this one whole. And again, it does. I don't think you know it answers it completely, but that's one way of of of, of understanding or, or you know attempting to provide evidence. Um, uh, another way might be. Uh, it's a bit more difficult. It's kind of like the idea that like. You know, the, there's a law in, in physics is called the law of conservation of mass energy that basically says that you can't either create or destroy matter. You know, matter exists, you know, eternally, whatever. So the idea is, like, if we did have a yeah. soul, if we do have a soul, then, you know, we, we can't destroy that soul. It has to, like, exist forever now. Again, it might, like, right now we're, like, separated into, like, you know, 7 billion people. Maybe when we die, maybe we kind of, like, go back into this one thing and we don't have a personal self anymore. But, but again, I think that the best answer is, like, that's, that's speculative. And, you know, there's, there's really not, you know, I guess in, in this point in time, we still, we still, you know, can't really say for any kind, you know, with any kind of, like, accuracy um, what really happens. Now, and I think, like, really the self is sort of an illusion. You know, it's just a convenient thing, sort of like time or money. But I understand that since matter is neither created or destroyed, every, every um, atom of my body now was a part of other plants and animals and all sorts of other objects. And that, like, I don't believe in a soul because I don't understand, like, when did... Um, it stopped being the soul of those other things and start becoming a new soul that supposedly never existed. Because that's the deal is that, you know, like under the system of Christianity, that God creates a new soul each time an embryo is conceived, which is kind of weird to me. That, that idea really freaked me out. And then there was stuff like, you know, identical twins where the egg splits. And so then you, oh. have, then you have identical souls. And I, I tried to figure it out, and I just couldn't. <laughs> I hear you. What, Jamie, Will, what do you guys think? Um, well, how I think um, about a possible afterlife is um, pretty much what you said about law of conservation. I think since law of conservation means that energy of mass cannot be created nor destroyed, but merely changes from one form to another. That does leave some opening uh, for a physical afterlife, but not a spiritual one. Um, that means we won't get a choice in um, what happens, and it won't necessarily be based on any um, deep moral responsibility for anything. It will just be natural selection if we do come back as another physical life form. Okay, well, well, for me, it's it's, it's almost like what um Jamie just said. It just, I'm like I said, man, just this life sucks, man. I really don't want to come back to it. <laughs> don't want to come <laughs> back as a fucking zombie either, but yeah. But what we want and what actually happens are two different things. You know what I mean? We can't let fear get in the way of rationality. You know. 
All right, so here's something. Let, let's say we go with the belief that, like, you know, we have this life, and then let's say nothing happens. We just cease to exist. Now, remember in the last podcast, the last actually it was like the, um, the impersonal opinion podcast, we were exploring, you know, all the problems in the world and how, like, to not allow, you know, allow them to get to us so we can continue to be happy. So this relates to that. In other words, like, to the extent we believe that, you know, after this life, we just cease to exist, and we're going to be, like, ceasing to exist for billions and billions and, who knows, trillions of years, then in a certain sense, even though, like, well, I, yeah, yeah, we have to agree, we have to acknowledge this life sucks in so many ways, there's so many problems, but relative to the That's expanse of time, yeah, in other words, like, relative to, like, you know, we're all going to die, you know, we, we're here 80, 90 years, whatever, then we're all going to die, so relative to this expanse of time that existed before we were born and that's going to exist after we're, we're born, you know that, that, that idea of, like, don't sweat the small stuff? So even, even the most dire problems like climate change all of a sudden become very insignificant because you've got, you've got eons of time, you know, behind us and in front of us. Yeah, and it, it really there there is a benefit to that. And since I believe that you know we just we just are no more after we die, there have been several benefits to that to that belief. I mean that does actually make me feel better because you know what that means? That means there's a great equality in it. Nobody wins or loses because we all end up the same, <laughs> you know. Um, and that's what I think is interesting about it. Because back before, uh, you know, when I was taught that there were going to be – that, you know, 99% of the humans were going to be in hell burning for eternity, that was a much worse belief. And so some people, like, they, 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 they try to say, well, believing that you're, that you're just dead after you're dead, they say that's depressing. And I'm like, not as de depressing as what Christianity offers. <laughs> uh -huh. At least with Jehovah's Witnesses, that's what they believe in. You yeah, just die. yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Like, I've I've wondered about that. Like, what's the motive for the religion, it, following all the rules of the religion without the whole hell threat? <laughs> you have to wonder. And and that's where this free will thing comes in. In other words, like, if they don't, if if you know, the world finally understands free will is an illusion. It doesn't exist. The, all the justification for threatening people with, with, with hell evaporates. You know, there's no longer, you know, it makes it no falls sense. Apart, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I have to say that's, that's got to be like the number one reason I'm part of this No Free Will Project, seriously. Just because people have been justifying that belief in hell, and so many children have been traumatized through that. And, and I think it, it's so, and what's so difficult about it is that you can't disprove, you can't, like, you know, disprove the existence of God or hell and stuff like that, but you can prove that people don't have a free will, you know, and that it's unjust. And that's the route I go these days. That makes sense, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's no free will, um, the, the whole idea of retribution in the afterlife just doesn't make sense. I mean, you've got to admit, I mean, the one, the one good thing about death, right, I wouldn't say, like, um, you know, um, I wouldn't say murder is a, is a good thing because it certainly isn't. But I'm, what I'm saying is, the one good thing that comes in death is that you won't feel pain. Once you're gone, you're gone. You know, 
you don't feel you don't experience suffering um you don't know that anyone else is suffering you're just gone from yeah. this world and will will you never, mentioned, sorry you go mentioned, ahead you mentioned jehovah's witnesses you said they don't believe in an afterlife i, I, I never knew that can you explain that uh, they do but they they believe that anybody that's good is going to thrive on the planet after the great tribulation everybody that doesn't believe you know is pretty much dead huh. they're conscious of nothing they're aware of nothing it's just well, nothingness mercy interesting you yeah, know what you just, might want to if you if you talk to any of them you might you might want to ask them this question in about maybe five billion years or i don't know how long we're gonna like you know we're getting closer and closer to the sun or the sun is getting hotter and hotter i think so like eventually this earth isn't going to be there so then the question to jehovah's witnesses what happens after that <laughs> and, 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 you know what they're gonna say they're oh gonna... you know what their answer is <laughs> the earth can't be destroyed Oh really? Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that flat part of the planet where they still believe the Bible is that planet is flat. Yeah. It's on a stagnant um. Yeah, and George, um, yeah, <laughs> stationary basically. Well, and George, you you may or may not know this, but the Jehovah's Witnesses have their own version of the Bible, so it's kind yeah, of a do. so it's kind of a tricky thing. Plus, uh, they heavily reinterpret things. Um, yeah. you know. It, it's kind of weird because because the mainstream Christian denominations consider them like some some weird cult or something, but they say they're the true Christians. You know how that goes. <laughs> you don't you don't you know what I don't Every get about religion. Believe they're the true religion. I was about to say that, Will. You know, and I don't get that. They all believe that they're right and everyone else is wrong. How could you believe that? Yeah, they can, it, Yeah, they all say yeah, they're right and everyone else is wrong, and so. That, that there's okay, so here's the deal. Like, I've heard some people say it that the only possibilities are that one of them is right or that they're all wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I never and understood is, <laughs> I never understood is all these religions are saying this and they never put two and two together. Like, wait a minute, there are thousands of religions out here, but yet everybody's saying this wrong. Shouldn't that ring a few? Isn't that raise a few eyebrows or ring some bell in your head or something? Oh yeah, oh yeah. At least the punishment in Jehovah's Witness um, is still a greater mercy than eternal torture, isn't it, um, George? Well, oh, yeah, being I guess it's a... alive, being burned alive. I hear you. Being cut to pieces, yeah. like this up there in the nine circles of hell, or being contorted in a frozen block or whatever. You know, fuck. All right, will <laughs> you? Burned in fucking gold. Yeah. You yeah. bring up something with freezing, okay? Because, like, basically, like, right now, we're just guessing. We have no idea what happens after we die, right? But, you know, um, they have succeeded, like, with a goldfish. A goldfish, I think you can freeze. And I don't know how long you can keep the goldfish frozen. But you can completely freeze the goldfish and where it's not like there's no metabolism and stuff. And bring that goldfish back to life. I think you can even do it with small rodents and stuff. So th there may come a time where, like, you know, you could freeze a person, and there's a lot of people already frozen, you know? So, like, bring them back to life 10 years after that. You know they have to be dead, because, like, how could you, like, be alive for 10 years? So, like, then that'd be cool. Then it'd be interesting to see what they say. Yeah, yeah that's so funny, man. I don't know. It, it, you know, whenever you talk about that's that the thing with idiocracy happens. Anybody see the movie Idiocracy? Yeah. I, uh, I hope that, that's, that could be it. That, that 
could be another thing that happens. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about the Idiocracy? I saw it, and but here's the thing. What I don't get is I, I'm aware of research that says that every generation, people's IQs are increasing about 10%. So, like, you know, I, I get, like, in politics, American people are, like, so colossally stupid now. I can't, it's unbelievable. But I don't understand how that fact coincides with people getting smarter. I don't get yeah, it either. Because I told you before, it's a parent. If the parent is a freaking idiot, then naturally the kid's going to be an idiot. Yeah, I hear you, but like again, like the research, some research says that, like, like for example, uh, your generation is about ten percent, you know, higher in IQ, you know, Chandler, Jamie, whatever. Well, how old are you? I. Thirty-one. So, yeah, all right, so you guys are like, say, so yeah, your generation, all three of you, you're about ten, at least ten um, points more intelligent than my generation, and then your kids are going to be ten. So like, so like, you know, apparently. You know, you're right. I, I, I see stupidity all around. So it just like it confuses me so much how this how we can be getting so much more stupid while at the same time apparently doing better on IQ tests. <laughs> I don't get that. Um, I have the IQ test gotten stupider. Oh, uh, that that could be that maybe they're getting easier. That's interesting. <laughs> that's just a, that's just a guess. Right on my screen, it's saying there's a problem with this call, and it's showing uh, something wrong with WSD times connection. So I think he might be, it might be his internet connection or something. I see, yeah, I see. Uh, Willie, Will, are you there? Yeah, it's uh, a problem. He'll be back. He'll be back. Because uh, yeah, I see, I see in his icon. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like take. Can we take him off the call and remove? I don't know if we can take him off the call, but um. If we can yeah, like, you just take him off the call and then put him back in, yeah. Jamie, can you do that? Because I, I can't see how to do that. Uh, I can't because I'm not the host, am I? Oh. And, yeah, and I don't and I don't know what to do. I don't want to screw up our podcast. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I know. All right, the call dropped. So, all right, so let's let somebody add him. Let's, I'll see if I can add him. Um, WSD. All right, about the... Um, afterlife thing. I mean, religious people come up with all stupid reasons on why people should be punished in the afterlife as well. I mean, not just with homosexuality, but, you know, sex before marriage. I mean, it's supposed to be a, a sin in Christianity, isn't it? Um, and also, um, if you get divorced, isn't that a sin in um, Christianity? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In Christianity. Yeah, in fact, the reason that my mom didn't divorce my dad was because she was taught it was a sin. So, so I, I'm really sensitive about that one. <laughs> All right, I added Will, and then he come came came back off again. I'm going to try to add him again. Um, but so, so, what do you guys think? What do you yeah. guys think of like you know eventually like knowing for sure? We don't have to guess anymore. You know, we we. People die. We bring them back to life. They tell us what it's like, and like we can't do it with just one person, obviously. Like we do it for like with a thousand, and or maybe a um, you know, yeah, a thousand people would be enough, you know. And then they tell us, and so we know for sure. I think that'd be so cool. That would be cool. And then what would be interesting is depending on what we found out, then how do you think that would change things? You know what I mean? Like if like let's just say that everybody believed that death was truly the end. 
you know, or let's say that they all found out that they're going to get reincarnated into a tadpole, you know? I mean, like, like, how would that change people in the way they think? Oh, uh, Chandler, you just brought up another question. So, like, let's say people, after they die, get reincarnated into a tadpole, right? Yeah. Ten years later, we bring them back. So what happens? Like, they're, they're swimming in this pond all of a sudden? Like, they, you know, how does that work? Yeah, how does that work? So then, that yeah, then that does that mean that they died as a tadpole or a frog when we brought him back? Right, and and like and we would would we have to wait until they die as a tadpole to bring him back? So yeah, hey. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's interesting because like you know I, I think free will is an amazingly productive you know question, not just productive but like you know. Just the idea that, that everybody believes stuff is up to us when nothing is, it's, it's like amazing. But like this whole death thing, you know, because like it, you know, we, it faces us all, right? And like I think very few people, a lot of people don't even talk about it. They're afraid to talk about it and stuff. But to me, I think that that's probably the coolest question that, that we can consider, even though we may not ever get a, an answer. Yeah, and you know what, George? Um, I would say that that was one of the biggest things that got me into this whole thing we're doing now because I thought about death constantly. You know, the, un the unborn babies, I, I wondered. Now, the reason – and here's the deal is that I, I was trying to merge the beliefs that I was taught by Christianity and asking, well, what happens to unborn babies when they die? And you know what? Everybody said different things. Some say, oh, well, they go to hell because they, they never accepted Jesus as their savior. And other people said, oh, well, unborn babies go to heaven because they haven't reached the age of accountability, whatever that is. <laughs> you know. And, and so it's, it's all messed up because what I figured out, George, is, is understanding that we don't have a free will, that whatever happens to unborn babies would be the same as what happens to us now because we are just as fundamentally innocent as they are anyway we you know so basically the, the sinners are the people who got to be born long enough to sin more <laughs> i hear you <laughs> yeah it, it's interesting that like it's a conundrum for like you know yeah i think in judaism the belief is that like you know under I think age five or some kind of age of accountability, like you were saying, that that the infant would be innocent, right? And so then that brings up the question. It's not just the question of like abortion. It's like the question is like, well, if you're thinking of having a kid, right, yeah. bringing a kid into this world, and you believe in Christianity or Judaism or Islam that says like, well, this kid, you know, might, you know, do something so horrible that they're going to spend the rest of eternity suffering. Is it really a wise thing to do to bring this kid into the world? Right. And you know what? I thought the same thing. And I'm like, how sadistic do you have to be to create more children by having sex who are going to go to hell? I mean, how sadistic and stupid do you have to be to do that? And selfish. Yeah, because parents are like, oh, yeah, I want a kid. You know, little kids are going to be so cute. It's going to be so much fun. You know, they're not thinking about the kid. Yeah, they're not. I, that's what I've noticed is, is like I thought about that and that was my reasoning for, for a few years. That was my reasoning for staying a virgin was because I didn't want my kids to go to hell. Um, and it was kind of a funny thing, that whole phase. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a whole other podcast right there. Uh, all we the, gotta, 
Yeah. Yeah. I think Trick, Trick, I think, is like, you know, he's an anti-natalist or something also. So we got to get him in on a call like this because it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Like if, if you have this, you know, kid who can conceivably and even like, you know, like what what is better, non-existing or this life? So if, if we're all going to die anyhow and we're going to be dead for like eons and eons, then maybe it's a kinder, more compassionate thing to allow our kids to stay non-existent or something. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, so that's the kind of thing is that you know, tri- for abortion, you know, what I mean, so in some cases, I think it can be justified. I think if the parents are too stupid to look after it, then they might as well not be brought into this world. Yeah, well, he, well, here's what's interesting about it is that, um, like, the, and here's the big problem because if you, like, let's say everybody agrees that it's better to not exist than to exist, and everybody agrees on that. Well, then here's the deal. Sterilize, sterilization for everyone, abortion for everyone, um, or, or better yet, let's just all kill each other now. You know what I'm saying? If that's the conclusion, you know? And so it's kind of weird once you go that route. And on the, But I, I'm sort of the other uh, end yeah, but where... Yeah, it's pointless, you know what I mean? Some of us have got, like, um, life's worth living. I mean, yeah. quality yeah. of life. Yeah, it, and it's kind of interesting. And so I sort of – I see where Trick is coming from with the anti-natalism thing. But at the same time, um, I don't go along with this idea, oh, well, let's just let everybody choose um, what whether they're going to kill their kids or not. I mean I don't, I don't see that as an ethically satisfying issue because if I was like anti-natalist – I would be pro-abortion, and it would be illegal not to kill your kids. That would be how I'd have to go if that's the right thing, you know. So that's the problem I have with that. No, it makes sense. I know. Yeah, because I don't think I, – like I don't understand like, you know, if there's something that is the best thing to do, well, why would you want people to be doing any less than the best? And so I don't – like that's the thing is that I'm not – Unbi- I can't be unbiased and act like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, um, you may know a bit more about this than I do, Chandler. Um, I, I think I once read that, like, the Essenes, the, the, the Jewish sect that Jesus um, came from, because I don't think he was either a Pharisee or a Sadducee or whatever, I think the Essenes were celibate. They didn't have kids. I mean, am I um, right about that? Yeah, yes. I, there was, that was on a documentary I watched before. Yeah, something about the Essenes. And also, as you know, you may know the Shakers. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there was a group called the Shakers where sex was – like, you know, the group died out because they didn't reproduce. <laughs> it was really funny, but they, they were popular for a while. But like the only re- remainders of them are the children that they adopted, you know, because – because that's how it was. They adopted people, but they never reproduced because it was it was just wrong to them. Right. Otherwise, they have to evangelize. They got to get new recruits. You know, to yeah. Yeah, and you know what, George? For some reason, trying to evangelize a celibacy message <laughs> does not work very well. Because because look, man. You know, even though I know that I'm right that. Yes, if everybody, you know, just stayed a virgin for life and never reproduced, that would solve all the problems of humanity. That would totally work. So my logic on that is perfect. I just can't get people to agree to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So, like, you know, what happens 
are there have we i mean we've got about i guess two minutes left have we explored all the possibilities on this is there a different possibility that we haven't like explored yet well let's see now um as far as i know we've covered every afterlife theory you know heaven hell reincarnation and oblivion which is what they call it when you don't exist but um i w like the only question that's still in my mind is which is bigger between the free will topic and and knowing for sure whether or not there was an afterlife and what type it was which uh, do you think question. Is, which do you think yeah on, you know what i mean because uh, we could actually reincarnate you know i think that you know not non-karma based um, reincarnation is possible based on law of conservation you know there is no karma we won't get a choice in what we come back as and it doesn't matter what we do in this life uh, that's irrelevant to what we would come back as. I mean, it will just be natural selection, um, what physical life form we'll come back as, you know. Yeah. Guys, um, Nick and I have done like a, a few uh, shows. Because we, we say like this free will thing is the biggest thing ever, but then we think, well, actually, if somebody found a way to make everybody completely happy, that would probably be bigger. Or if somebody like figured out what happens after we die. But we really haven't explored it in much detail. So maybe tomorrow on our podcast, maybe that can be one of our free will episodes. Yes, that sounds like a great idea. And but just for the record, here's what I think. I think that the free will topic is an even bigger thing than knowing about an afterlife. And here's my reasoning for that is that I would like to know that I'm not responsible for what I'm reincarnated into <laughs> or whatever. I'd really like to know that I'm not at fault for what's happening in my life. <laughs> that's good. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's the benefit I get about this life, realizing it wasn't my choice. No, I know. I know. That is so important. Again, it's, it's kind of like free will belief is such a burden. People say, oh, it's such a gift. What are you kidding? It's like the anti-gift. Yeah, the anti-gift. I like that, man. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. this has been a great podcast, so I guess we'll wrap this one up, and then we'll, we'll have to explore some more um, uh, topics tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks, Chandler. Excellent episode. Okay. Um, you've been listening to Free Will, Science, and Religion with Chandler Klebs, Jamie Soden, and George Ortega. We hope you enjoyed. Bye.